Welcome to All the Little F's Podcast, where we talk faith, family, fun, in no particular order, because like most things, these subjects intertwine. I'm your hostess, Martha, and joining me is my mister, Marvell. Hello, everyone. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? Dreams. Dreams. Are you a dreamer? Yeah, I dream a lot. And you tend to remember your dreams. I tend to remember a lot of my dreams. Some I don't, but most of my, a lot of my dreams I do. I usually say I'm not a dreamer, but I dream. I just can't remember my dreams, so I say I'm not a dreamer. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Within like 10 minutes of waking, if you're not journaling your dreams, I read that you uh, will forget your dreams. Tend to forget them. Yeah. So... Like this morning, I, I made a purpose of getting up and like journaling down my dream. Mm. It was about my watch exploding. And then I picked up all the pieces and put it back together. And like it's all scratched up and broken. It looks a mess. But I'm like, I wonder if Fossil has a warranty on it for exploding off my wrist. And then I decided that I really don't need it. I can just use my cell phone. Mm. I don't know. Like the dreams that I don't remember are the ones that I, in my dream it feels like it's so intriguing. Like, what is this? What's going on in my dream? But when I wake up, I can't remember that dream. Like, I really want to remember that dream. So those are the dreams I tend to not remember. And mm-hmm. I can't even tell you what they are. I just know I really wanted to remember that dream. I was like, well, I can remember thinking in the, one of my dreams. Like, when I wake up, I want to remember this dream. But I forgot it. Yeah, I've had dreams like that. Like, it's been so good. I want to remember it. But by the time I wake up, I've forgotten. Because it's like, I don't, in those types of dreams, it's like, I almost go through two, like, decom, like de- decompressing or something. Hmm. Like, something that, I don't know, takes me away. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> so by the time I wake up, it's like, I know it happened. It was something good, mm-hmm. but I can't remember can't what remember. it was ever. <laughs> Gone from you. Yeah, I think I, you know, reading about dreams, I think I read something that said on average, um, somebody has like an average of like six to seven dreams a night. Mm-hmm. So they're like little short dreams short. and they're kind of chaotic and they don't make sense. Right. And... Yeah, I've had some um, dreams um, like swimming. And my swimming dreams, when I'm in the water, I tend to not have to breathe. Like, you're thinking in your mind, oh, no, I need to come up for air. But no, you don't. And then you all of a sudden, I'm just swimming. Like, oh, I don't need to breathe. I, I could just swim underwater all day. All day. <laughs> That's interesting. Dreams are fun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody dreams. But I guess not everybody dreams in color. In color. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's like um, oh, like 12% dream in black and white. I can't mm. even like picture what that might be like. Watching <laughs> watching uh, a black and white TV all night. I, it's strange. I, I believe I, I, I remember. I, I dream in color sometimes. Black and white, but color sometimes also. I always dream in color. Yeah. yeah. Even, I, I read even blind people. Like that had their sight and then they lost it in mm. in age that even they continue to dream 
like in images and color and stuff like that. Yeah. But blind people that were were born that way, they have like exaggerated other senses. So their dream might be like sounds and smells and mm. like feeling or touch that, you know, yeah, instead of like rough, visually. Rough sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> and like a song or, you know, like a melody or uh, a smell in the background. Uh, roses. Yeah. yeah. Like scientists even say because of the brain waves on animals that they believe that they even dream. Huh. It's similar to our brain waves. Well, you know, we done, we done heard Lizzie all <laughs> in her dream, you know, so, you know, what's she dreaming about? Yeah, know. sometimes you watch Liz and she's like, you can totally tell she's running and she's having a blast in her yeah. dream. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, I, I've always had this reoccurring dream since I was a kid, like this dream of like, I'm flying over water. And there's just like alligators jumping up out of the water. And it's almost like I'm dodging them and stuff. But they never get me, but they get so close. They're just jumping up. I don't know. It seems like they're trying to get me, but they never seem to. And um, it was interesting. I remember when, you know, before, obviously, before I was in the faith or whatever, belief. I actually was like looking up, like, what does that mean, alligators in your dream? And it was something, I forget what it said, but. You know, it was something like um, you're trying to, you're moving in direction in life and you're fearful of success or not, or failing or something like that. So that's why you can't ever fly high enough to ascend above this, what do you mean, this terrifying thing that they're trying to attack you. But if you're flying, why can't you fly higher, you know, out of their range? And I was like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I read something that said that one, well, you know, this is what scientists are saying. One of the primary reasons for having dreams is for um, the mind, the brain to work through emotions, especially uh, anxiety, hmm. anxiety. Okay. Yeah, negative, emo negative emotions are more common than positive ones in dreams. Hmm. And scientists believe that's probably, you know, one reason, you know, to work through safely anxiety and um, different stresses. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had dreams where, um, I believe these dreams, whether it's from God, and I believe a lot of dreams do come from God. He taught me a lot of caution and, um, discretion growing up. Like dreams, whether it was me getting, like, I had dreams where I was even being shot, you know, or, you know, or being in a fight. And, that dream or whatever it may have happened that was traumatic. Although I felt like you, you don't die in your dream. I didn't die or anything, but you felt like, you know, like do 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 you getting shot, you know, an altercation or whatever. And it just taught me to be cautious, not to be extremely, um, how do you call it? Reactive, whether somebody's talking to me or being, you know, being talking to me the a wrong way or whatever. Don't react. So I think I literally learned caution from dreams. It's a crazy scenario. I'm yeah, you. that's probably more so, you know, from from our biblical faith, you mm -hmm. know, why dreams are possible. I mean, not to say that it's not a way of the mind working through different emotions, but it's probably more so um, 
like a variety of things, maybe working through emotions, but also having that, I don't know what, if you want to call it one-on-one -on -one connection with God or, mm. you know, he, he offers visions and dreams. So, I mean, that it's a possibility and then maybe you're, you know, you're, brain just being active and creative also right right so you know just dreams can you know teach you things i believe that i i don't know how to drive stick shift and i always told martha about this dream i had where i was i was on this like i don't know it could have been like some country road like midwestern or somewhere and i was just on this long stretch of road and i'm driving in this lamborghini i know it was a lamborghini and I'm just sticking and clutching like, and I don't know how to drive stick shift, but I was driving stick shift real good, you know. <laughs> it was a fun dream, one of the funniest dreams I ever had, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think when I went looking for different facts about dreams, that's what I was looking for, a fact like you can learn in your dreams. Yeah, learn something like the Matrix, you know, like you just down, oh, I need to learn how to drive this helicopter. It's downloaded to you, you know. It's wild. Yeah, I didn't come across anything that said that dreams help you, but I know what you say that you probably could drive a stick shift or whatever. Um, but they were saying that you know, sleep isn't dreams is the deepest part of sleep, mm -hmm. and that's important um, for learning and learning more quickly. Oh. Yeah. Right, right. Like so, a good night's rest. Good night's rest, even after you're studying and all that, so that your mind can absorb all the information and it'll be more accessible to you. Say you come up on the test day or something, you can remember it more fluently. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, dreams are a way to like recharge your creativity. That's what I kept on reading over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um you know, it's, it's a way of allowing to the brain, just like with the emotions, to do like these elaborate, uh, what, is, what do you call it? Um, not subconscious. Subconscious? Yeah, subconscious. Subconscious yeah. thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah, I have like, remember our friend, like some years back, he said he had like one of those um, dreams where there were, Sleep paralysis, I think uh, that was. Right. Where he woke up and, you know, you're half awake, half sleep. And from what they say, your mind hasn't woke. Your mind is woken up, but your, your body, body hasn't. hasn't woken up yet. And basically you feel this intense pressure like you're, you're being, you're paralyzed. You can't move. And you can see everything that's going on in the room around you. I don't know whether your eyes are half open or not, whatever. And you can see everything that's going on. And you're like, yo, I've been calling you all this time. Did you not hear me? Like, you you ain't been saying nothing. You were asleep, you know? So those kind of scenarios. Like, that's, it's got to be terrifying to a degree, yeah, you know? Like, I remember having, like, nightmares when I was a young kid. And I don't, I don't remember, it wasn't like I could see the room, like, real time. But in my dream, it was like I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. And I wanted to get up and run and get out of the room, but I couldn't move. So I guess that's a sort of form of sleep paralysis to a degree. I guess. Yeah. Like I read, I didn't want to go looking for the meaning of dreams, but I think when I was looking for something, I came across 
they they gave an example of like what dreams could mean they were saying like oh if you dream of a broken tooth uh you like don't value yourself or something <laughs> i forget what it was like you had like low self-esteem yeah interesting yeah first off i'm just gonna disclaimer here i don't believe nothing that mainstream tells you about um, dreams like if it comes from the world uh, I just usually don't ride with it because um, they're they, they they're basically just their own imagination where do they get their info information from how do they check it fact check this information yeah, like, I was like uh, I just but you just take it with a grain of salt it's interesting to see what the world is thinking about things I do try to stick basically scripturally about things like that but Obviously, I know that I've had dreams like that, um, you know, you can't really explain like the dream I told you about um, the Letterman's jacket, you know, like I, I dreamed this probably in middle school. I think I was probably like seventh grade, I think. And um, I dreamed of this, this woman, brown hair and this blue Letterman's jacket. I, I went I went to a, I, was, I grew up in Apopka, so. I'm thinking, okay, this is a woman with a letterman's jacket, you know, and blue jeans. So, oh, I'm thinking maybe it's some a woman I'm going to meet in high school, you know, something <laughs> of that nature. I don't know. At that time, that's what I was thinking. And um, who would know? I'd meet some, a woman from um, West Orange High School, <laughs> a blue letterman's jacket. I don't know. Where do you, what do you think about that? It's, it was an interesting dream, and, um, you know, it kind of happened. But I don't remember where she was. It seemed like it was just a road. I, I, I can't say whether it was a dirt road. It might have been a dirt road or just a regular paved road. I couldn't see. I just remember I did see a blue letterman's jacket. And that's about the end of the dream. Only time I had the dream. And, you know, it seemingly came to came true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was reading, like, we can't create faces, but... If we believe that God gives us signs and visions. I and believe God does that. Absolutely. Prepares the way right. through dreams. Through dreams. You know, give you a path, so to speak, as the scriptures say. Right. Yeah. So It's interesting. Yeah. That dream came true. Yeah. <laughs> the only dream that I can think offhand that came true for me is when I was in study at West, uh, West Side. West Side. Rotate. Yeah. And I entered some contest, like I had to write some essay, and I forget what it was about. And I had a dream, and I, I, in my dream, I won the essay, but the prize was was given to me. It was like a used old TV. I remember thinking, <laughs> why would y'all pull this out the closet to give me? When you advertised a TV, yeah, like I knew the prize for winning the contest. I, the prize for winning the contest was a television. But I assumed that it was going to be a new TV. So in my dream, I'm like, why did you guys give me this used TV out of the closet? <laughs> and the next day I go to school and I won the contest and they literally brought this. Yeah. Was this, it a new TV? Or an old no, TV? it was an old TV. Really? Like, you don't wow. remember this? I don't they didn't even give me the remote to the TV. They oh, gave me like a wow. universal remote. It was like a small, maybe like seven or ten inch 
television. It was gray. It was kind of fat box. I was been like, could you just give me the money? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay for it. They were cleaning the closet out. The <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah, wow. that's the only dream that comes to my mind that came true. Like, yeah. I remember coming true. That's funny. But I remember asking you, like, when we were talking about putting together... How would one interpret dreams nowadays? And my point is that um, I don't believe that there's really an interpreter of dreams in today's time. Like, uh, I believe we're in the time of um, prophecy being fulfilled right now. So if you want to say like the prophets or the disciples or Daniel even or Joseph, I believe in those days, God gave them the ability to interpret dreams, you know, that 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 skill set. And God gave them the secret that that knowledge of what that dream was. But in today's time, I just caution against that, because as the scriptures say, the false prophets are so vast. And um, I think God is going to reveal a dream to you. He's probably going to I believe that he's going to give you understanding it within that dream what it's about it's going to be something personal to you and i believe you'll kind of understand what it what it's pertaining to you know if yeah. you have enough knowledge scripturally based you'll be you'll be able to interpret it yourself right. like peter when he had the vision and, of the sheet coming down right. with the animals at, at the moment he had the dream at the moment he had the vision he didn't understand, he didn't understand it, it, it was crazy right he's like no way I, I, I would never eat anything unclean or common or unclean he knew that wasn't possible that the Lord was telling him to do that but he couldn't understand it he wasn't he didn't know and then later on you wait a while then he realized it, the Lord was talking about men don't call any man common or unclean so I believe that's what that's how things will work, obviously, in this day and time that God will give you understanding. Just just wait, wait on the Lord. That's a beautiful song, too. You mm -hmm. know? <laughs> but I mean, in Acts, um, in Acts 2, we read in the last days that God will pull, pour out his spirit on all flesh and, you know, sons and daughters will prophesy and. Old men will see visions, have dreams. dreams. Right. And I, I I believe that's true. I absolutely do. Like, But that's in the last days. The and last like we days. talked about last week, we're not yet in the last days. Right. We're in, we're in that generation, but we're waiting on those next few prophecies to come true. Mm -hmm. That'll be like, okay, this is it. We're waiting on the third temple to be built in Jerusalem. They they have the artifacts that are for the last for that temple, they just haven't built it yet. So we're are we close? I believe we're really close. You yeah. know, some brothers and sisters believe that we're that generation that's gonna see this all happen. So, you know, I believe people are seeing having dreams and um like I had a dream even like that led me into the faith. Believe you know scriptural beliefs like I felt like I was a regular Sunday Christian and I was going in the right way direction you know although and right now I look back I was sinning doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing and I was one of those Sunday Christians that believed that all I had to do was pray to God Lord forgive me for this 
And knowing that I would do the same thing over again, I knew this, and I had no conviction to stop. So I said, Lord, it was tough. Please forgive me of my sins, you know what I'm saying? You believe in Jesus and this and that. And then I had this dream that was so devastating. It, it, it was a, I'll tell you the dream. Basically, I dreamed I was, I, I was in the clouds. I was walking around in the clouds, like, but there was rooms within the clouds. And I walked through this door and I came up on this entity. It was, it looked like something off of a, like, like a, I don't know if it was like gray or whatever, or whatever. It was just some kind of entity that was there. And I was like, it said, Hey, you're a Christian, right? And I said, yes, I am. And it said, then why are you here? That's what it said to me. And when that question came to me then why are you here and then i was like whoa what does that mean like in the dream i'm thinking to myself and then all of a sudden it started calling my name and walking coming towards me and i just got scared and i kind of back i was backing up and i'm i and i was terrified and then all of a sudden something grabbed me it's almost like maybe if i had i don't know what i had on i was just a dream something grabbed me from behind like say someone grabbed your shirt and just drug me just pulled me and started yanking me through the clouds like pulling me up and it was almost like a superman scene where you see him he's flying all of a sudden he's up above the clouds and he's like in the space or whatever this quiet area like space and stars and moon kind of thing and i but this voice was getting farther and farther away this thing whatever it was was pulling me and I'm just interpreting it as a holy angel, but I needed that dream to know that I wasn't in the right place. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And that's what I, I interpreted that dream as like the Lord allowed that that instant to happen to wake me up. Like you ain't doing right. You're not heading in the right direction, you know? Right. So it's a good thing you can, you know, that you can interpret it that for yourself. Right. So, yeah. Because for, for years, centuries, I guess you could say, uh, dreams have always, even though it's a bodily function, we're going to say. Yeah. Natural occurrence. Natural. <laughs> there, there's always, a, like, people want to use it for darkness. Right. Because who was it? They would call for their magicians and their Soothsayers, yeah. yeah, and so if we're calling all of these other people, and we know that they dabble in darkness, mm -hmm. the person that's interpreting the dream has the power. They're gonna tell you whatever they want, and you, they're because of their position, they're a sorcerer. You're gonna believe what they say. Right. And I think when Daniel was asked about it, he's like, "I'm not, I'm not interpreting the dream. Right. It's God that interprets it. I'm just telling you." Right. God will give you a, a interpret the dream for a peace offering, you know, like something like that. I think he said, but he interprets secrets that, you know, man cannot. So he gave you the dream and I'm going to tell you what it is. He's going to allow me to tell you what that dream was. So, yeah, God does give dreams. And I believe that was a dream he gave me. And I understood the dream. It was, it was kind of clear cut, you know. And I knew myself, kind of like everybody knows themselves. 
I knew that, okay, you know what? <laughs> I ain't right. I know I've been, you know what I'm saying? You actually know sometimes that you're doing wrong, but you just, because of the way you grew up in Christianity or whatever, you believe that, okay, um, as long as I ask Jesus, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. I trust, you know what I mean? That's the prayer you're taught. To tell the Lord, I believe in you and all my heart and my soul. Please forgive me of my sin. But you know you're going to do that sin over again. And you self-check yourself. I had to self-check myself when I had that dream. And I was like, that's what that's the fear of the Lord, so to speak. Like, okay, you get that fear and you know who you're dealing with. And now you're like, okay, I got to change. Yeah. I really got to change. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. And I changed. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, yes, I changed. And um, what else was? Hold on. Okay. So, um, yeah, Daniel, and I was going to read Daniel 1 and 17. And um, it's basically saying, To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. So, God, like like we were saying earlier, that God can give you skills of that nature. And obviously you're going to consort him and ask him for understanding on, this, on the matter. But that was for the prophets I, for back in those days and the disciples. I don't, there's no prophets right now. There's no disciples right now. Jesus the, was the last prophet. Jesus was the last, <laughs> yeah, you know. And you got to consort him. And I believe in these days, your dreams, you're going to kind of know what's, what it's about. It's going to be a self-check for you. And um, this, we're in a time of mm. prophecy being fulfilled. So you should be seeking knowledge and understanding of the scriptures and, tr and spirit and truth. Because nobody really is going to be able to interpret your dreams. You could share it with a friend or whatever. What do you think is... And if that's another brother or sister in the faith, they'll obviously kind of co-sign what you're already thinking or what you're going through and help you through that. But that interpretation, that, that dream was specifically case specific for you. Yeah. You know? So yeah, to seek out like a dream interpreter is going to be like seeking out some type of dark art. Then. Right. That's what, that's how I believe in that far as I feel like yeah. you're going to seek someone else. What where did they go? Where did they get this knowledge? Was that college, where right. they know individuals? They could just interpret your dream. What spirit what, told them this? Right, <laughs> sounds like some witchcraft, you know, like stuff like that. And um, it's easy to slip up, and I wouldn't talk to worldly people because I ran into some people when I was working one time downtown, and they came to me, and I didn't have my name badge on, and I didn't know better at the time. And the girl was like, it was a girl, it was a, a so-called black girl, so-called white girl, and a white guy. And they came up to me, and they were talking, saying hi, being nice in the courtyard. Next thing you know, they were like, I bet we could get, guess your name. And I went on and played that game. <laughs> and don't you know, I knew my name badge wasn't on me in the open, in the clear where they could see it. I knew it was in my pocket. My coat pocket. There was no way they knew my name. She guessed it twice. Wrong. 
I don't know if it was the third or fourth time, but that girl said my name and I was like, okay, well, we're done here. I'm done. <laughs> Y'all have a nice night. And I felt awkward. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Like, no, that was no way possible for that to happen. And I kind of like retracted, got myself out of that situation because yeah. I felt like it's some witchcraft type stuff. Y'all some kind, y'all in some kind of cult stuff. They <laughs> <You> probably were. <laughs> like, people want to, I guess, make light. Not, maybe not make light. Yeah, they were having dark. fun. They were like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm just like, no. And they're totally tricking you into it, like participating. Right. That's they tricked what... me. I, I fell for it. You know? So don't fall for this witchcraft out there. I'll guess this. I'll guess no. No. I'm good. <laughs> Go guess with someone else. So beware. It's, it's That's a crafty tactic of Satan right there. That makes me think. You know, isn't that crazy that you meet these people in the courtyard. They were able to guess your name. Yeah. But remember that time we got invited to that church? And the guy was trying to prophesy something over you and it was just oh yeah total left field right and i was just like and then uh, he moved on to somebody else and it's like can i get a berry can i get a jerry i'll take a danny danny <laughs> what i'm like this is embarrassing and i'm just like people were sitting there and they're part of the church and i was i was kind of done when the women started speaking in tongues like la, 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 you know just like i was done at that point but then he tried to call on me and tell me, are you feeling this or feeling that? Like, I'm going to be real. I, I grew up in a Baptist church. I I grew up around this stuff. So I didn't buy into it then, but I didn't have no understanding. So when I had some understanding scripturally, and yeah, a friend invited us to a Sunday church and we went there. And um, when that started happening and he started doing this, I'm just like, oh, deja vu, like, I was like, no, I don't know nothing. Which I, not me. Yeah, I'm good. You ain't. <laughs> I don't. I'm not participating in that. And we, I never had any intentions of coming back at that point. <laughs> you know, like I was done. And we, me and Martha, we're just looking at each other like, <laughs> what? When can we get out of here? <laughs> hey, lady, you leaving right now? You have a boyfriend. <laughs> Where is he? Uh, I'm like, what? Is this, he's trying to get a exactly. date? Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, but I remember growing up in the church, um, they would bring in the what, what, some type of evangelist, different evangelists yeah. or prophecy. Or Traveling prophets yeah. and evangelists. And everybody would line up so they could prophesy right. over you. I remember an old guy, Prophet McAfee, that was his name. He used to come to our church, and yeah, it was a big deal. He came, everybody just loved it. So what, what, what did this one do at your church? Like? So I remember one from the Greenwich Church in PA. He told me that my mother was going to have a son after me. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember what, because it, it, it was too much to even absorb. absorb. Because anybody who knows, my mom knows that she had me at 42. Mm -hmm. And I was probably... 12 so that means my mom is at least 54 hmm. at the time that this guy says yeah, that your mom's baby. gonna have another baby yeah oh wow yeah like i remember that one 
Interesting. Just because it was just so wild. So, uh, where, like, looking back on it, it's like, where was God in all of this? Right. You know, we put money into that man's pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he spread the name of Jesus, but right. was he actually spreading the teachings? You know, like the right. real Jesus. Right. That but you know, that, that was that um that witchcraft doctrine where. And, you know, like I said, you grow up, your family grows up in it. And my grandmother grew up in it. You know, I, I grew up in a church where these traveling prophets and things of nature would come. And um, guess what? They would have an offering. And whatever they raised, next thing you know, they would pass the basket around again. Hey, everybody, we made this much. We got $500. And uh, we need to make another 300 we need to get another 300 for whatever reason, maybe the new church fund, the building fund, you know, that never happened to this day, you know, and this was, I was like in elementary school and I remember my grandmother didn't have like $10 maybe and she'd go in there and get her last couple of dollars and put them in the, the next pass around because they made whatever they made. They'll tell you the number and we need to get another three or 400. And I'm like, you know, and, he, and I felt bad because I know my grandmother didn't have the money. I didn't know what everybody else had, but now I think mm-hmm. back and it was just a money scam. It just racking money, you know. These prophets, they were very well-spoken individuals. They had that fire and brimstone talk, yeah. that good feeling, you know, just talking and screaming loud and walking around, yeah, and, um, you know. They were well known, and um, people believed in them, and that's uh, that's all they knew. They didn't know, understand. My grandmother to this day, I remember asking her that, you know, about Jerusalem or Zion. Where's David from? You know, she had no idea. Her knowledge of the scriptures was just you believe on Jesus. You know, that's right. that's basically it. You know, in a nutshell. You know, I'm sure she knew other things, but. That was it. The limit. I mean, when you ask her case specific things, she didn't know all of this stuff. So, and they placate the false prophets placate on lack of knowledge. Yeah. yeah, like the traveling prophets that we met down here in Florida, um, they would always prophesy stuff like, "Oh, you'll be an evangelist or hmm. um, a teacher of some sort," you know, something like that. Yeah indoctrinating you yeah that's what i felt like because everybody walked away with the same message either you're going to be an evangelist or god was going to you know he it was always like a combination or one of these things it was specific enough to you without being you know truly detailed you know it could fit anybody almost fit anybody yeah it's so that's a shame because yeah you remember um when Jesus, I, I love it when Jesus told his disciples to go and find the room to prepare the Passover. And he's like, yeah, you'll find a man and he'll be having, he'll have a donkey with him. Tell that man that you need the donkey and um, say it's for your master. And he'll totally understand and like, like yeah. how it, without question, when Jesus prepares the way for you. Right. It's like step it's by step, step there. By step it's like happens. you don't have to guess. There's not this, I need clarification on something. Right. You can follow suit in his plan. Yeah, absolutely. So the church needs to 
bear some blame in that. Yeah. You know, if you're not actually doing what God says, mm-hmm. you're now confusing your congregation. So are they actually going to be able to hear what the Lord is telling them? Hmm. Right. Deep. And um, yeah, I like to liken it to um, fewer. How does the scripture say? Um, many are called, fewer sent. <laughs> so a lot of people have this zeal. And they have this um, drive and they have this charismaticness and they're well-spoken and they feel that fire to learn the word. But the scriptures say they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge and understanding. So they go, but they weren't sent. They, You know, they come yeah. to the Lord, but they weren't sent. But they have this zeal to be a pastor or something of that nature, or a deacon or a traveling evangelist. And they're, you know... They take what they got and they just make the best of it. And it's about money also. You know, they're not 100% in it for the right reason. And I'm just, I look back and I'm just not scared to call it out. Call it what it was, you know. They were, it was a money grab, you know. People didn't know, didn't have no knowledge or understanding. There was no detractors against what they were saying. Like, hey, what's up with the, answer this for me. Why are we keeping Sunday, you know. Why can't, why aren't we keeping the Sabbath that we keep reading about in the scriptures? Why aren't, you know, no detractors, nobody going against what they were saying. So they had a free for all. Yeah. You remember the sister we just talked to a few weeks ago and she was explaining uh, the church I came up in the, why the bishop wouldn't do anything about his grandchildren running amok in the, yeah, you know, calling people harlots from the (laughs) pulpit. You know, and then leaving church and go laying in the the graveyard talking to the dead. Wow. And then coming back up and preaching hellfire and brimstone. And then passing the collection plate around. Oh, this ain't enough for everybody to go to Denny's on. Pass it around again. Wow. (laughs) Like... Like, I, I know that depth. There's but, a um, lot of people that were, are looking at church fault, jaded. Even, right. Even in my church, there would not have been disrespectful children. No, that, that wouldn't have happened. Definitely not talking about being in the pulpit. Like, at least I could say these were older men in the church. They weren't like a 20-some-year-old or a 15. <laughs> that would have been un, un, unacceptable, you know? Like, I was like, hey, I know this kid. I was probably 15 <laughs> or 10, like... How he up there? Who he preaching to? You know, like I know him. <laughs> you know, so no, you know that. But it gets that it gets that out of control. You know, when there's no knowledge and understanding on the on the table. Okay, so so I'm just gonna read a um, scripture um, a verse from Job that um, kind of pertains to the dream that I had that turned me from in the right to the right direction and getting more knowledge and understanding of God in the scriptures. Peace in Jesus name, right? Um, Job 33, 14 through 18. For God does speak now one way, now another, though no one perceives it in a dream in a vision of the night. When deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit 
their lives from perishing by the sword. However that may be, you know, like you don't want to be doing wrong. And the Lord does chastise those that are his, that he, he loves. So I believe that was just the Lord in that dream that I had, just trying to turn me and for toward the narrow path because I wasn't on it and I ain't scared to admit it. I ain't going to be like, I was a Sunday Christian, so to speak, and I just wasn't doing right. And I had no conviction to do right until I started seeking knowledge and understanding in the Sabbath. And that's the beginning of knowledge. You know, fear of the God is wisdom. But that's the, with all you're getting, get knowledge and understanding, as the scriptures say. So you got to get some knowledge and understanding of why you're doing what you're doing. You can't be a Sunday Christian keeping this false Christmas, these false holidays that was going on long before Jesus. Yeah, people don't even know that. Sunday is a, is a day that was kept way before Jesus. Christmas is a holiday way before Jesus. Easter, all of these are pagan holidays long before Jesus came along. So you can't contribute them truthfully to Christ. So it says, seek him out in spirit and truth. Those are lies. So I just like to talk to my brothers and sisters that are out there, Christians, Sunday Christians, to think about this, you know, and do some research and prove what you prove yourself worthy through um, studying, you know, whether what you're doing is true or not. So, yeah, like with Job, some dreams may be light for us. And entertaining, mm -hmm. and then other dreams that um, terrifying are terrifying. Warnings. You know, they might be a warning, but are you connected enough to know and act upon that? Right. Are you are you open to listening to the Lord and Listen. like is that a way He's because a lot of people don't think that God speaks any longer. So is this a way for him to come? I mean, maybe not all the time, but right. maybe I don't know what his plans are. Right. But if this is a way of communicating to his people, then we should be open to receiving that communication. Right. You know, sometimes it is a dream. Sometimes it's just a random dream, no matter how terrifying it is. Or you maybe you just slept in a bad position and right. you just had a bad dream. But be mindful. Like that dream was very case specific. And it was to me, and I tell you, it was an entity that was talking to me, but something, I believe it was an angel. In my dream, I was thinking that's an angel, and it's pulling me away from what that's, and just left me in the quietness above the clouds, and I was just like, and then I woke up, and I had to get some understanding. Like, I thought about it, and I was like, wow, self-check, you know? yeah. Yeah, dreams can be a you know uh, a way of self checking and speaking with the Lord, but not to not to seek out worldly yeah I wasn't translation really going to no, of it no medium. Hey, what was this about? Oh, you know, well. they would have had you burning candles and doing Incense. some type of seance type yeah. of thing. Who knows? Speaking to the dead. Yeah, Chaos. but <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's pretty interesting. And, um, so I was watching this video like yesterday and, um, it was pretty interesting. It was about sleep 
and positions. So apparently there's three major positions that people sleep in. And it was teaching how you can sleep in these positions comfortably. And this kind of helps you with your health and also your spine and also your dreams. Because if you're in an uncomfortable position, and one of the number one position is obviously, obviously is sleeping on your side. That's like number one. So if you're a person that sleeps on your side, it was basically saying that obviously you want a pillow under your head, of course. Then you're going to be laying on one of your arms, right or left arm. So whichever arm you're laying on, it, it was they were saying basically you you got it. You're on that. You're on a pillow. And then you want to prop the other arm up with another pillow. So that pillow would be between your chest and your other arm. And you want to prop that arm up because if you're not, that arm would just be slumped over and it would put stress on your shoulder blades and your shoulder ball socket areas. And that would contribute, obviously, eventually over time, these pain, pains or whatever. But it also, your muscles will be stressed out as you sleep. You won't be in a comfortable sleep. And that would bring on bad dreams, so to speak. You would have a bad dream because you're in such a, a bad mood. You're in pain and your mind's trying to rest and it'll, you'll start having erratic dreams, so to speak. And also put a pillow between your leg in this position. And it's more prevalent, comfortable for women and also healthy for them because the blood flow will be more even in the, their lower areas and it's for fertility reasons. It's more helpful as opposed to blood being your legs laying side to side and one is going to be awkward and the other one is one way and the blood flow will be off a little bit. And it's something for fertility. I'm sure you could probably speak to a doctor, gynecologist on that, right? They, 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 they probably give you more understanding on that. And um, the second position is laying flat on your back, obviously. And in that position they were saying that the most comfortable thing to do is to put a pillow under your thighs going down to your calves so that your legs are slightly elevated and then your back can benefit from that curvature in the arch. And then if you put a comfortable pillow right under your neck where you're not bunched up, where your neck is, your head is down, it's more like perfectly up and you're just laying your head back. That's the best position if you're you're someone that sleeps on your back where you you'll be more so comfortable and you'll have more peaceful dreams and obviously your neck won't hurt and it'll be better on your spine your lower spine and all that and the third position is which i don't think most people sleep like this like sleep sitting up where you're just sitting up like you're sitting in a chair and they were saying hold the pillow on your chest so that you could just rest your chin or your head where your head doesn't slump down into your chest. Your chin won't go down to your chest. It'll be upright, so to speak. I doubt it. If, if you sleep like that, let me know in the comment <laughs> section, please. That, that just seems like such a strange sleeping position. And then the finale of this video was pertaining to what hemisphere you live in. If you live in the North Pole... They're saying you should sleep towards the east because of the poles, the North Pole polarity pole. It's like this. Everybody has, you have iron in your bloodstreams, in your body. 
some of your, your smallest blood vessels are in your head going into your brain. So they're saying that depending on what polar hemisphere you're in, that that if you sleep toward the if you're in the northern hemisphere and you sleep toward the west, that pull is going to be pulling all the metals as you sleep, iron in your bloodstreams to your head, these smaller vessels that ain't made to deal with all that pressure. And over the years, once you get older, it can contribute to hemorrhaging, brain hemorrhaging, potential strokes. And I was like, whoa, that is some deep research and study. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you should sleep towards the West because now you'll that Southern Hemisphere will not be a, a dramatic pull on you. You sleep toward the West and you won't have to worry about that issue where those metals in your bloodstream being pulled up towards your brain and those, you know, it just helps for better dreams and more comfort as you get older in years. And I was, I was pretty intrigued by that. Yeah. yeah I guess we'll buy some more pillows. Buy I some already... more pillows. Get comfortable as you sleep. You know. <laughs> yeah. I already sleep on my side, I guess, accidentally facing the east. Right. So, yeah. Since we're in the, in the south, we got to sleep towards the west, apparently, for the most comfortable sleep. <laughs> you know, as we get older, apparently. So. I guess you have to really make it a routine of sleeping comfortably at night. Yeah. It's great. Interesting. So I think we should go to Ecclesiastes. I know there's one um, we were talking about reading Ecclesiastes 5 and 7, kind of wrap it all up. Yeah. It is just, uh, you know, God gave it to Solomon to just let you know what we're supposed to be doing. So we're going to read Ecclesiastes 5, 7. For in the multitude of dreams and many words, there are also diverse vanities, but fear thou God. And Solomon is just kind of to the point with his wisdom. I mean, in a lot of places, he's just letting you know, fear God and keep his commandments. And um, although you may have these dreams, if you're just doing that and doing right and obviously... You can come to God. People say, come to, come as you are. Yes, you're supposed to come to Jesus as you are. But you're supposed to change once you get there. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Solomon is straight to the point and kind of gives you understanding on that. I recommend read Ecclesiastes as often as you can because it's just, it makes you feel good inside. Just, you know, get that wisdom and, you know, apply it to your life. Great. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Psalms. Awesome. Yeah, just like we said uh, with five and seven, you know, we were trying to comprehend what dreams mean. Dreams are vanity, you know, and sometimes like how Job said, they're given to us as a warning, right. but more than likely it's, it's vanity. It's nothing. Right. So, yeah, definitely. The most important thing is to keep God's commandments. And, you know, do as he says. And, you know. Yeah, I think I've heard people, you know, there's that, mm, I, I, would you call it a conspiracy? I don't know. That you're not um, fully awake unless you're sleeping. 
like the real world isn't the real world it's the dream world because there there you know you're not limited by time and space mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> that's interesting like okay yeah that's that's deep uh, that's, on, that's on some matrix type stuff there yeah. So I forget I, how I first heard I people heard talking about it. The spirit world is the real world. We're in this right here is the flesh and we're meant to be spirit beings. That's what God that's what Christ is gonna give us at his return, that spiritual body. So really like it's like the scriptures say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, you know, and high places, you know. So Really, they're galvanizing the, this world, so that's deep. That is deep. It's I don't want to go too far to, you know, speaking on that right now. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, are you gonna end it how we usually end it then, or you've got yes. anything else to read? Solomon this? is was the wisest man. Is that's from the mouth of God. He gave him a lot of knowledge and wisdom. So. We're going to read Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And that's our, that's, that's it. That's how we like to end it off, just letting you know this is your job. Of course you have a job to take care of your family and do whatever you have to do, but always be mindful of God's commandments, his judgments, his statutes. And a lot of people don't like to hear this, but his dietary law, his Sabbath and his feast days, not man's holidays, which God say he hates, mind you. So um, any further ado? Well, I guess well that's how we're ending it. Yeah. How we usually end how it. How we usually end it. Yeah. Well, if you have any questions or comments, you can write us at all the little f's podcast at gmail dot com. We have a Facebook all the little f's podcast where you can follow us and uh, communicate via Facebook. There's updates on upcoming videos. I well not videos but podcasts. I usually link. Um, information about the upcoming shows and post all past shows there in case you want to follow us from there as well we're on google and anchor i believe we're even on spotify now you just have to uh, search all the little f's podcast and you'll you'll find us you can like us and share us with your buddies if you like us that much and share your comments let us know about your (laughs) dreams or there's any intense messages that you feel that God has given you share how do you interpret your dreams are you interpreting them yourselves are you reaching out to a brother or sister in the faith are you just not interpreting them at all (laughs) it's okay this you know yeah I mean don't make something out of nothing I guess if it's, it's vanity you'll know when it's the real thing. I believe so. Absolutely. Right. God has a way of just getting right to the point and letting yeah. you know. I think that's how we ended up with Zechariah's name. Like, you know the difference when. Yeah. When it's from God, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He, he don't make mistakes and he don't. 
he gets right to the point. Like when they asked Jesus certain particular questions, he gave them specific answers. And um, to the people that it wasn't meant to be, he did give them parables. But if he's talking to you and dealing with you, it's going to be specific. And he's going to be very clear about what he's saying. Right. Whether it's in a dream or a vision, so, so to speak. Ta-da. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye.